Shalom, Abraham, Rav, the Mezach, is Baba Kama, Dav Kufiyu, the Gimel. Today's Dav discusses trusting that uh, someone was actually uh, called to Bezdin. We discuss calling people, being Nitba, people to Bezdin, uh, getting change from people where the money may come from illegal sources. Then we discuss paying taxes and Dimna Machusadina, Gazilas Akum, Avedas Akum, and Tos Akum. The Begunot Ravino says, that if you have a shluchadara bonon, we trust him like Adam. But the Gemara qualifies that's only for putting someone in chayrum. But when it comes to taking away his property, we're, we're going to need to aid him because if we're going to use him to allow taking someone's property, you have to hire a cipher for that. And that requires money. So if there's monetary issues in believing him, we're going to require to aid him to cover those costs. Next, Ravina says that we trust a woman or someone's neighbor to call someone to Besden, but under three conditions. Number one, that's only if that person isn't in town, if the guy's right here. Then maybe uh, they'll say, oh, I'm sure the, sh- the shliach of Besden found him, so I'm not going to tell him. So we can't trust that they actually took a chrayas to be the one to deliver the claim to Bezdin. Number two, that's only if this person wouldn't pass by Bezdin himself. Otherwise, I'll say the same thing. Oh, I'm sure he passed by Bezdin and they told him. And number three, it has to be that they'll see him that day. Otherwise, it could be they'll forget to let him know. Oh, by the way, Bezdin wanted you. Next, Rava tells us that if someone is called to Bezdin, if he doesn't show up right away, so we don't tear up his case, even though he said he's going to come, I give him a little bit of leeway. But if he said that he's going to pay, not that he was going to come, then we have two opinions. Either we hold on to it until he actually pays it out, or since he said he was going to pay, if he's stalling and he's not paying up, we tear it up right away. Because this says that we give the guy, uh, when you call someone to Bezdin, you give him a Monday, Thursday, and Monday to come. And even if he doesn't come on that last Monday, you don't write out the Khairim against him until Tuesday. You give him that entire Monday for him to show up. Rav Asi was by Rav Kahana and he saw that this woman was called into Bezdin. Already that night, they were already writing the Psicha against her. So Rav Asi said, one second, didn't you learn you have to give, you know, Monday, Thursday, Monday, and the whole day? Over that last Monday, he says, yeah, 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 normally you're right. When the person is an oinus, you have to give him a little bit of space and time to make it to Bezdin. But over here, this, this woman is right here. So she's just rebelling and not showing up. There, I'll uh, write, uh, write up the, the Pashkavilan against her right away. Now, if you this is that we do not order people to Bezdin in Nisan and Tishrei when they're working in the fields. The Taka too busy to come to Bezdin. We don't, bring, we don't order them on Erev Yom Tev or Erev Shabbos. However, we can call people to Bezdin during Nisan and Tishrei if we're asking them to come after that month. Meaning they'll get the mail, they just won't actually be able to be asked to come during that time. However, Erev Shabbos, they don't even get mail, we're so busy getting ready for Shabbos. Rabbi Nachman says that we don't order people to Bezdin if they're coming for the Archekala to come learn, or if they're coming to be Oyle the Regel. Rabbi Nachman used to say, what, you think they came to Yerushalayim to come to Bezdin? No, they're here for, to, to learn Torah, they're here to bring Karbanas. However, now that there are Ramoim who make believe that they're going to learn, make believe they're being a little regal just to avoid court, we'll still be mizdamed them during these times.
Now back in our Mishnah, we said that if the father left his kids, which typically means karaka, which is a achray to pay back loans, the children would be chayved to pay them back. But the Gemara says, Rebbe tells Rebbe Shimon Berei, that it doesn't literally mean karaka. It could be a cow that plows publicly, or a public donkey, where everyone knows that the father was using this. The kids have to return it to honor their father. That people shouldn't see them using this stolen item. Rav Kahana asked, Rav, what about a bed or a table, which are used indoors? So people don't really see it, although they are public items, they're just public indoors. He answered from the Pasuk, that the people come into your house and they'll see it. So they would need to pay that back as well. In the next Mishnah we learn, you're not allowed to get change from those who are collecting taxes, not from the Gaboim. You're not allowed to take tzedakah from them, not from their collection, but you can't take from them personally. We're worried that the, the money that they have has Isser in it. Some of the money they collect could have been stolen. Gemara says that while you can't go over to him for change, you, can't, you are allowed to receive change from one of these people, the Gabai or the tax collector. Here you're just being Matzel Miodoy. He owes you money. But don't go to him for change. Now, when talking about tax collectors, Shmuel says, hold on a second. How are these tax collectors landing up with stolen items? There's a halacha. We have to t- you have to pay the taxes. So Hanina Bar Kahana Shmuel says one answer, that they're not taking taxes legally. They're taking endlessly. And the Bereviana gives another answer. They're talking about a, a self-appointed taxman, just a mafia guy. Somewhere in this halacha about taxes on a different sugyo. When it comes to wearing klayim, you're not allowed to wear klayim to avoid paying taxes. It's like, oh, no, 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 I don't have so many clothing. I'm, this is the clothing that I wear. And this is against Rabbi Akiva, who says in Abraisa that you're not allowed to avoid taxes. Shimon says in Rabbi Akiva that you are allowed to. Now, if they're arguing just about Hilchas klayim, that it's not an Easter climb if you're not having kavono, but when it comes to avoiding taxes, Shmuel says, who, who's, who allows avoiding taxes? So again, Shmuel says, it's where they're collecting endlessly, and the says, it's a self-appointed taxman. A third place will apply this Dino of Shmuel is when it comes to uh, making a neder. You're allowed to make a neder and tell uh, mafia people, uh, haromim, uh, tax collectors, that, oh no, this item, you can't take it. This is uh, truma, or it's property of the king. Even if it's not truma, even if it's not property of the king, you're allowed to lie in that regard. The Gemara says, one second, you're lying to avoid taxes. answers that they're collecting endlessly. It's not a fear tax. And the of Yanai says that they're self-appointed. It's not tax baklal. They're just bullies. But here, Ravashi adds a third one where it's the tax of Kananim who steal. Like we see in Abraiso, if you have Jew and a Kanani who's this like real henchman, he's a tough dude. And they come to court. The Jew is allowed to do whatever he can to make sure he wins. If he's owed the money, even if, it, even if the legal bezdin isn't going to make it happen, if 
he will win in the Jewish court, go to the Jewish court. If he'll win in the Goyish court, go to the Goyish court. And if not, Rabbi Shmuel says he could even come up with this shtick to, to, to try to get it out of him. Rabbi Akiva says, no, no, don't do shtick because that's, uh, that would be a chil Hashem. It's a kid Hashem for you to be brutally honest, even if you actually are owed the money. Now, it seems like Rabbi Akiva only says not to do the shtick because it's a kid Hashem. But without a kid Hashem, without that inyan, it would be motor to do shtick. What's time you're allowed to steal from a guy? The Braissa says, Rabbi Shimon darshan from Rabbi Akiva. Or Rabbi Akiva darshan when he came from Zapirin. That it's also to steal from a guy. The Pasuk says, Acharei nimkar gu'ula ti'eloi. We learn from there that you're not allowed to steal from Goyim. I would think maybe you're allowed to do a shtick, yagloim. No, v'chishev im koinehu. Be very, very exacting. So what are you talking about stealing from Goyim? So Rabbi Yosef says, no, no, no. We're talking about a kanani, a real Goy that you can't do shtick to, to, to get your money from. But a ger toishav, like Rashi holds, is someone who doesn't serve of a desire, even though he's doing all, all sorts of other avayers. Him you have to be honest with. Because of Kedush Hashem. Even without Kedush Hashem, Kifir Rabbi Akiva. Abayah says, hold on. But the Pesukim put them together. It says, Loch Ba'eger, like Ger, meaning not a Ger Tzedek. It says, Ger Toshim of the Pesuk. Mishpach's Ger is referring to a Goy. Oi, La'iker. It's talking about someone who sells to a Goy. So Rava explains that it depends what, how you're interacting with the Goy. You're not allowed to steal from him. But when it comes to getting back a loan from him, there it's only also because of Kedosh Hashem. Without the Kedosh Hashem aspect, that would be okay. Rabbi says, hold on a second. And Evid Ivri is getting back a loan. Rava says, now nah, there's actually Rava Lashita, so he says that an Evid Ivri isn't just on loan. His mom is coin of the goof of the Evid Ivri. Moving on, Rav Bibi Bar Gidol Amar Chasido says that if someone steals from a goy, that's aser. But you don't have to return the lost object of a goy. How do you know that it's aser to steal? Rav Huna says from the pasuk, which tells me that when the goyim are handed over to you, you're allowed to take their stuff. Otherwise, it's gazela. You're not allowed to do that. But you're allowed to keep their avedos. Rav Chama Bar Guria says from the pasuk, lechol avedos ochichol. You have to return your brother's stuff, but not a goy's. And maybe it's different once you're actually holding the Aveda. Ravina says, no, the Pasuk of Umat Sasa tells me, even when you actually have it in your hand, you don't need to return it. And we have a Bryser of Pinchot Ben Yor says that when there is a Chilal Hashem, you even have to return the Aveda. You're not allowed to keep a Goy's Aveda. Shmuel says that Torah's Akum is Mutter. We see this with Shmuel. He was selling a Goy, this golden bowl, and the guy ended up, it ended up being like he sold it for copper and only got three out of four coins. Torah's Akam was mutter. So the guy made two mistakes. Selling him this golden thing, assuming that it was copper. Plus, he only charged him three instead of four. Since it's the guy who's owing the Jew, there's no chalashem here. And that was okay. We have similar of Kahano. He bought this thing from a guy for uh, 100, 120 barrels. He only paid for a hundred and he told the guy, according to one sheet in Rashi, he tells the guy, the guy tells him, you know, I'm relying on you, you should make sure to be counting. Ravino, he sold this palm tree. He bought a palm tree with a guy. 
and they were going to divide the produce. So he told the shamish, go and get some of the dates from the trunk where there's Geshemaka full clusters because there's no, there's no issue of Kiddush Hashem. This good. The guy won't know. Rav Ashi, he was once walking the road and he saw these vines of grapes coming out of a pardes, an orchard, and there's this beautiful cluster of grapes. He told the shamish, go see who owns this field. If it's a guy, take it. If it's a Jew, don't. So this guy was actually sitting there, and he's like, hold on a second. Dude, you could just take from Goyim. He says, no, 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 you don't understand. Because I'm a Chashavid, I can take anything I want. But if it's a guy, then you can... Uh, you but I'm buying it, obviously. But for a guy, he would accept money for it. A Jew wouldn't. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.